Hello, this is Don Witt with the Channel Daily News from Telecom Reseller. Today we're speaking with Ian Karazi. He is the CEO of Federated Wireless. And Ian, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Don. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And it's uh, good seeing you again and talking to you again. I've been following your company for a few years and totally impressed with what you're doing. And I'm looking forward to getting updated uh, about what's happening now. So let's go ahead and get started with part one of our podcast. Maybe you could actually, for our listeners, provide a little information about Federated Wireless, what it does and where it fits into the telecom market. Okay, fantastic. So Federated has been around for about nine years now. We started with a very small team doing some R&D work, specifically around creating a new spectrum model, uh, airwave model. It is called Citizens Broadband or the Innovation Band. It's 3.5. It's a fairly large amount of spectrum, almost equivalent to the C-band that's being deployed right now by the big carriers, 150 megahertz. And we worked for years to mine it out. Uh, it was used by the Navy, about 2% of it used by the Navy. And then we've developed technology, cloud sensors, regulatory framework, financial model, product, all the pieces in an ecosystem in order for us to create a new 4G, 5G model where you can create a private wireless, you can support wireless ISPs, you can support carriers, cable companies. And so we're the shared spectrum people and we've developed both spectrum access as well as private wireless products in our portfolio. So what are the primary private wireless market dynamics? Maybe you could explain that a little bit for our listeners so that they see how a little bit more how it fits in. Sure. Um, the, the basic premise behind private wireless is that enterprises or government users or local cities or municipalities, they'd like to control their own network. And the reason they'd like to control their own network is they can do it in a very specific and targeted way from a deployment perspective. They can manage the cost. They can get access to all the tools and ecosystem partners they need. And they can create secure systems as well because these private networks can be air-gapped from the rest of the, the world and can be managed quite securely. What is also an added benefit when you do a private wireless network is you can control the pace of innovation and what you mix and match. So some of our customers for private wireless will combine zero trust type architecture that's mostly an enterprise type model, or they might bring in integration with their Wi-Fi network more tightly or connect it with point-to-point -point microwave systems that they have developed. All of these things they're able to do because it's a private network. So in general, there are three sets of customers we have in the private wireless business. The by far the biggest customer segment for us that's grown out of a, a small trial we did four years ago is the uh, is the Department of Defense. We have probably the most advanced 5G private wireless deployment in the Marine Corps and probably in most of the armed forces. It's a set of warehouses in Albany, Georgia that are used to automate logistics, warehousing and inventory management. For the Marine Corps, it's a million square feet, indoor-outdoor, over multiple buildings. It's grown from a very small trial over the last four years into this vast system. 
and it's tightly integrated now with six types of robotic systems that are being managed and integrated by KPMG. In it, what we've been able to do for the Marines is improve the data reliability and access for these warehouse systems dramatically. We sped up the process of processing material in and out of the location. We've lowered the cost dramatically, and now we're looking to replicate it in multiple other places. So we have early deployment now in a in an Air Force location. We are working with another partner on a Navy location out in Guam, and there are a few others that are in the in the planning stages. So that is probably one of the segments in the markets right now that's driving a lot of innovation, expertise, development. And uh, as you can imagine, security is a very important aspect for uh, the Department of Defense. So we're going through a process called authority to operate, which is a very lengthy process. And as far as I can tell, we will be the first network of its kind to go through that process. 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, or whatever you call it, about 8,000 security tests, hundreds of controls, tens of documents, and mitigation systems, and it's going through the process. I expect will be done early next year. And that allows us to have the most secure, replicable 5G, private 5G network right now for the Department of Defense. Very proud of that. The other area we're having a lot of traction, number two, is in the higher ed segment, we have done a deployment in Cal Poly, which is a prominent university, not just because of um, all of the challenges it offers, indoor, outdoor terrain, isolation, no carrier coverage, need to do advanced applications, but it also happens to be one of the areas where advanced technology research and development is happening. AWS has a co-location site for R&D there. Apple is doing quite a bit of development. The major operators do a lot of collaboration work on public-private interoperability, which means that your handset will work on a public network. You go to a private network, it'll work so-called neutral host back and forth. That's become one of the leading deployments for these private wireless networks in the U.S. right now. And we have three or four additional university partners that are joining the same effort and we'll announce them over time. So for sure, higher education is a segment that is looking to be leaders in the space and primed to do it, and we're taking such a big leadership role in it. The third segment that is also has a lot of traction is so-called digital divide or uh, local and state type deployments. We've announced earlier this week a deployment in Tequala, which is a suburb of Seattle, for uh, hundreds of students to have access to fully integrated Chrome laptops with a completely deployed and managed 5G network that is all aimed at providing these students with access to education to advance their learning and bridge the digital divide. We have other deployments in progress that we will announce over time. And that's a field we see a lot of momentum in. Uh, these are the three areas where I would say there's significant work. That If I were to add a fourth segment where we're seeing traction, it'd be in logistics and manufacturing. We've won a couple of deployments around IoT integration and logistics management in the commercial sector. We haven't announced them yet, but clearly around managing uh, transportation hubs and how you deal with them is, is something that we're seeing quite a bit in, the, in, in our portfolio. So the market for private wireless 
is slowly developing. It is a predicted to be a massive market, and I continue to believe that. But I also believe that you have to be quite targeted at this stage to grow with it as customers learn it. Uh, if, if you look at the various hurdles in the private wireless business, which is most of where people spend their time on, to figuring out how to remove these hurdles. Spectrum, we've removed it with CBRS. And now we also have a sharing model in millimeter wave that we can apply. In the Wi-Fi space, we've also created a product that we will launch officially in January called the AFC or Automatic Frequency Controller. That's a spectrum sharing model for six gigahertz, a vast uh, amount of spectrum for Wi-Fi six and seven in the same model. So spectrum, we solved it. Ecosystem, as you commented earlier before we started, is developing quite rapidly. We have seen equipment from over 70 different manufacturers, and we're seeing now second and third generation products from them that are smoother and uh, more advanced and has more features. The device ecosystem around IoT is fairly well developed now, modules and chipsets and bridges and so on. We see a lot of that in deployment now. And 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 as as I'm I'm sure you've talked about in this show before, the latest software upgrade from Apple iOS 17 has been a complete total breakthrough in enabling devices to work on private wireless for CBRS, fully configurable, manageable, secure, and allows for complete control by the enterprise or the deployer of these devices and ability to manage how will that interact with operators. So all of these things are happening. It's still an invention mode. It's still about early adopters. It's still about the scientists and engineers who know how to put it together. And we've seen our role develop from helping people explore the ecosystem into providing fully integrated solutions to get the market going. And we're here to support anyone that needs it. We are living this space. It's our market. We've developed it and we'll continue to do whatever we can to support our customers. That's awesome. You've come an incredible long way. Where can our listeners find out a little bit more? I think you've really uh, triggered uh, uh, a few of their uh, interest points there. Um, they can uh, reach out directly for us on our website, or you, you know, they can they can reach out to me directly as needed, federatedwireless.com, and and I'm I'm on LinkedIn as well. This is Don Witt with the Channel Daily News from Telecom Reseller speaking with Ian Tarazi. He is the CEO at Federated Wireless and doing a great job. But Don, it's always great to see you. And thank you. And hopefully we're talking another another time about more things that we've done. So thank you. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the time. Yes, thank you.